Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to sit and watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And I've got a guest with me today. Her name is Katie Lewis, and she's from Texas. She grew up in Texas, and she's back serving in the same area um, that she grew up in, um, teaching sixth to eighth grade band. This is her 18th year of teaching. And like so many of you out there, she's a mom. She's got two boys in the elementary age. uh, And so she you know, that's a real important time to be with your kids. And so she's done some soul searching. Absolutely. And some, yeah. Some some adjustments and some things so that you can have a healthy balance and integration of all this. And we're going to talk about that so that other people out there that are also parents or have partners and all those things and want to have that healthier balance can maybe steal a few of your tips. So welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for having me, Leslie. I'm so excited to speak with your clientele. Yeah. Well, I bet they're going to get a lot out of your um episode today. Um, I sure hope so. So before we give them all the juicy secrets, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a band a band director. Yeah, so I have wanted to be a band middle school band director specifically since the eighth grade. My middle school band teacher is named Margaret Wiss, and she is actually still the middle school band director at the middle school that I grew up in. She's been teaching for over 45 years. She is such a staple in that community, and I'm just so lucky that I had her and had a great influence um, from her. I'm still really close with her to this day, which is super fun. Um, so she really got me off on the music education path. I had a lot of great mentors in high school, and I decided to just go right up the road for college um, to a DFW um, college called U- University of North Texas. They're very good for music and especially for music education. So I didn't have to go very far from where I grew up. And um, then when I got to my student teaching and my first job, I, got, I literally came back about 30 miles down south, um, had my first five years at a school in Plano ISD as an assistant band director, and then decided I wanted to try to be a head band director and got to open my current school, which is called Moss Middle School. I opened it in 2010. I'm one of the original gangstas. We call ourselves the OGs at Moss. And um, I just love my job so much. It's such a great community. It's been so fun to see my program grow, change, thrive, go through difficulties, have successes, um, all those things that make life even better. Um, Just watching that at the same community, having siblings and parents come through and having great administrators, it just makes it be a place that I love and want to stay. Gosh, who doesn't want that? So you guys listen to how she's how she's done this. How old are your boys? So my son's Jackson is in fifth grade. He is 10 and Micah is in third grade and he is eight. All right. And they are just awesome. Um, I recently decided to transfer my boys to going to one of my feeder elementary schools so that that way, whenever my oldest uh, comes into sixth grade next year, he will get to be in band with mama. And he made that decision a long time ago. He wanted to stay not necessarily in our neighborhood zone, but instead make sure he came to school with me. And I just cannot wait for him to be a part of my band next year. And um, it's going to be so much fun. 
It is the best thing ever. My dad was my high school band director. And that's why Ooh, I'm high I love school that. Band why I started That's the best. Band. It was. Oh. And that and I knew from that moment from living, you know, growing up in the band room, right? Because the kids yeah. band, kids were my babysitters. Our whole life was the band. And I wanted to work in a community and serve the same community. And so my own children became my students for 12 years where I taught. Best thing ever. And I know so many other music teachers have that incredible opportunity. It's gonna you're gonna just be in heaven. It's so I so cannot cool. wait. Both you and your I kids are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. It's really awesome. So, um, so being a mom probably has influenced how you handle your job so that you don't, because I used to just stay at work like all the time because there's always more For work sure. to do, right? Right? For it's sure. Like you're, Absolutely. I'm done with my work. I have nothing to do. Now I'll leave. That's that not doesn't the case. exist. Yeah. I wish yeah. we could tell all you listeners, we're going to tell you how to get all your work done, but that's not the case. We're going to talk about, Sorry. she's going to give us three tips about how she's, found ways to integrate her personal work lives in ways that work for her family so that you can steal some ideas. So one of the things that you talked about at the beginning was that you leave work when your kids are done. How do you do that yep. without freaking out and panicking? So it didn't come overnight. Um, I made actually a conscious effort. Um, my husband, to give you a little background, is also uh, a former band director. He taught high school uh, percussion for a very long time, um, over 10 years. And he just recently switched career paths about three years ago. And when he made that decision and he gets to work from home now, he's with um, our sons after school hours. He picks them up from school and they're kind of hanging out at home. So I made a conscious effort a few years ago to make sure that I left like basically before five o'clock every single day. My sectionals end at 435. You know, I kick the kids out a little bit. I might go enter my grades in the grade book from that sectional, maybe read an email or two, but then like I am out because I know that that is time that I'm missing away from my kids. Um, and when my husband's still trying to work, honestly, at the very end of the day. So I come home and they are my sole focus from, five, you know, 5.15 p.m. until they go to bed. Um, I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking my email. I'm not working on work. There might be a small occasion where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this project. So I'm going to go do that real quick, you know, after dinner. But for the most part, like, we do spelling, we practice piano, we read, we work on our, you know, stuff for school. So um, I just think that that dedicated time with my kids is important. Now, with that being said, when they go to sleep at 8.15, 8.30, whatever time it might be, I may pop on my email to check and make sure I get caught up, or I might get on and make sure that my lesson plans are totally set for the next day. Um, but I do try to make a very conscious effort to separate my work and my family at those key hours of day when my kids are around noticing I'm there, noticing if I'm not there. Um, and they really appreciate just having their, their mommy time. So I think that's so important. And my time with my husband as well, you know, family time. So many people are like, but I can't leave work because there's work to do, but you're trick, if you will, or your strategy right. of knowing that I've got a pocket later that I'm the morning person. I'd rather do it in the morning. I'd get up at five o'clock. For sure. No alarm. Yep. Because that's my time. And so it's the same thing. I know I'm not done with it, but I'll power through it and the like, because if we just keep working, we'll keep working forever because it will never end. So that's, that's a great- exactly right. Yeah. Um, you had another one that you were talking about, about um, involving your own children in your job. What? Why do you do yeah. that? I love to bring my kids up for band stuff because it's just a way for them to really see 
what I do outside of the house. Why, why is band important to me? Why do I go to marching contests sometimes on weekends to support my older students? Um, I bring them with me. I actually did that this past weekend. They came with me to the UIL marching band contest. Um, they got to sit with me, enjoy getting to hear a bunch of marching bands. You know, we got some popcorn from the concession stand. They, they just love it because it's just seeing what I do every day and why music is important. Um, that doesn't mean I bring them everywhere with me, but I try to involve them um, in the fun stuff. I have a band social coming up at the end of this uh, month called our Boo Bash. It's like our Halloween party. And my kids have been coming to that since they were super young. They absolutely love it because they get to wear costumes and be around my band students. And my band students love it because they get to see my personal kids. Um, and like you mentioned, like band kids are my kids' band direct. Um, sorry, my kids' babysitters. Like all of my band kids as they move on, I'm like, you were really responsible. I would love it if you would babysit my kids, you know. Um, I just think that community is so important for my kids to see what I do every day and to see why it's important, but also for my students to see, hey, when Miss Lewis leaves at the end of the day, she's got to go home or she's got to take her kid to soccer practice. And that's a little bit more important than what's happening here right now. So just finding that that balance and making sure that both sides know that your priority is them when you're at school, but also my kids when I'm at home. So I think that models for your students and your own children too ways to absolutely to, to healthy inter- interaction stuff. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. Before we talk about your final thing, I want to invite the listeners to take a minute and think about how we can put some of the practices that we talk about in these different episodes into practice in your own life. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Katie Lewis. Um, she's gonna she's been sharing some good stuff, and now she's gonna tell us about the reason I hunted her down and said, "Come be on my podcast." I saw something cool she was doing, and I have no shame. I just said, "Please come here," and she agreed to. But I saw what you do with something called rhythm racers, and I'm like, that process fascinated me just because of the way you put it together. It seems fun. It seems uh, like kids would be really engaged in it, and the way you've explained it to me, it also is something that is a productivity tip so that it can, once you get the system in place, it can free you up more because you have a system, kids know the system and you're learning. So can you tell us more about that? 
Absolutely. I'm so happy to share. I posted on the Middle School Band Directors Facebook page a couple of weeks ago about how I use um, actually Staff Wars and my Rhythm Racers. And I got so many comp- uh, comments just asking, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I was like, whoa, I guess a lot of people are kind of interested in how that works. So I put together a Google form, which we will share with you. Um, if you would like information, I'll be happy to send it to you. But Rhythm Racers are just basically rhythm lines. And there are, I've created 10 levels. I took this idea from from some colleagues of mine that um, have a book called The Musical Mastery, and they have what are called rhythm rockers in their book. Um, Mine are a little bit shorter are a little bit more simplified and also are just a little bit more easy to read. So I took their idea and just kind of made it my own. So level one is starts with simple rhythms like quarter notes, quarter rests, eighth note, or sorry, uh, half notes, half rests, whole notes, and whole rests. And then each level gets progressively more difficult to go along with the season of the year. So level two introduces eighth notes. Level three introduces eighth rests and ties. Level four, introduces um i'm blanking which is horrible probably syncopated rhythms and accents i can't remember what i said now and then level five and it kind of goes on and 16th notes and adding all kinds of things as you get um more and more in the levels so what i love about the way that we do and use rhythm racers in my band hall is that they are completely asynchronous which means each kid is working at a completely different pace from the other kids in the class it is very chaotic when you first do it for the first time because you have a metronome going and kids are just one and two and three and four and or one and a two and a three like it's just craziness or they're playing on their mini instruments so like head joint for flute or their mouthpiece uh, for brass instruments mouthpiece and barrel for clarinet and that allows for everybody to uh, just kind of work on their own level so lots of students right now in my band program are on level two Many are on three and four, a few are on five and six, and even one awesome go-getter is on level seven. So how do they get those levels done? We do it for the first five minutes of every period. Um, They start without me almost every day. Like I might run out to use the restroom before class and I won't even turn the metronome on. The kids are just already doing it on their own when I walk in, which is so cool. And then they're like, I'm ready for my rhythm racer. So I just go down the road to each kid and I give them an opportunity to pass off. Um, If they are able to clap and count the line on the beat and tap their foot and do it correctly, then I give them a stamp. I bought like a little stamper for four bucks off Amazon and I stamped their paper. Um, Then they do all their rhythms, which are on the left hand side. On the right hand side is playing. So they not only have to be able to count and like be able to subdivide in their head and clap the rhythm, but then they have to be able to reproduce the rhythm on their instrument as well. So it's great because it kind of takes the like movement of fingers out of play. And then it's just playing, like tonguing, articulating, making sure that they can play the correct rhythm. Um, And the kids love it because they get a chance to like move ahead of each other. Um, I use a really cool uh, virtual scoreboard called keepthescore.co. And um, it, it, it allows you to program in kids' names. You put in however many points they get each day, and it shoots the kids' names up to the top whenever they get more points. And the kids love it because they're like, I just want to be in the top two lines, which means they're like, you know, the furthest ahead. Um, And they can even do them at home. Our learning management system at my school is called Canvas. 
and they can even pass off on Canvas outside of school hours to like get further ahead and um, see their name pop up to the top. So yeah, anytime you can make something fun and like a game for kids, I think they're just like super in it. <laughs> so Well, and you just said they come in the class and they do it every day. And that's part of a routine. That's such for a sure. part. I mean, that that totally helps with productivity and stress levels, right? When kids yes, have Yes, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, even if I'm not ready to necessarily start the class, if I've had a guest or something and, and I'm just walking them to the door, the kids are already doing it. They know exactly what to expect at the beginning of every day and they're ready for it. Um, because again, that helps me feel like Zen cause I'm in the zone and I know what I'm going to do at the beginning of class, but it also helps them and their structure and their routine in the classroom. So it just makes for a great environment for everybody. I taught high school for decades and routine's important there, but it's more important in middle school even. And so <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. We're training them how to be little, little awesome humans. That's for yeah. sure. And coming in there. And if you've got that pulse going, and even if they're doing different rhythms, I can just imagine that it's, it's creating, you know, a, something pretty cool to start the class every day. It absolutely is. I just love it. Uh, well, it's really exciting to hear you talk about you know, doing your job for almost 20 years now and that you still love it and that you found ways to do it so that you get to be a mom, you get to have a partner and you get to do this amazing work. Um, yes. But it takes some, some uh, intentional decision-making and planning and what works for you might not work exactly for other people, but just thinking about different ways to incorporate things, you know, um, uh, yeah. from, from what you started here to talk about. And we're going to put Katie's links in the show notes so that you can check out the rhythm racers. Cause she does not have time to hand reply to 800 <laughs> and some people. So we'll just, we'll <laughs> save her some time since she's so generous and sharing those. Uh, and we'll oh. put that in the show notes so that you can check it out. Katie, thank you so much for being here today and talking about your own life and your situation. Maybe some folks out there are going, Hey, I can try that. I can make my life a little easier. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I am super an open book. I love to mentor people and help out and give back and collaborate to the band community. So just let me know if you ever have any questions or anything I can help with. Um, you know, we're all in this together. Yay band. It's the best job in the world. So keep it going. Keep that great vibes, energy going and make sure you make time for yourself and your family. Yeah. And like she said, you know, Katie's taught for 20 years. I'm in my 30 something year. We have a vested interest in seeing that younger and newer music teachers have the stamina to do this in a sustainable way. So these tips Absolutely. that you're bringing um, uh, can be keep people in the careers that they've worked so hard to, to get to. So it was a privilege meeting you. And uh, I really I can't wait to jump into the rhythm racers and start checking these out myself and implementing Yay. them in my class. I'm, I'm getting so much great stuff from hosting a podcast. <laughs> It's the best thing ever. So thanks again, Katie, and to all you listeners. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for showing up and listening to the podcast. You guys are making a difference in kids' lives every day through the magic of music education. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier.